Um, yeah, there's a lot of things we could talk about. Um, I think one of the things that's really interesting is that even though a lot of people that are part of this are like making our meme admins, you know, that it's it's like the meme admins that are the most against this. That's kind of like a really interesting like they've they're the ones that are like pushing up against this more than anybody else. Oh wow. Um, struggle within the struggle. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. The haters out in full force. It's because everyone has to be so um uh they had what's the word? Um contrarian. Um, Is that the word? Contrarian? Contrarian, contrarian, yeah. But are these the same Major kind creator. of meme creators who would like take money from Bloomberg and do the Bloomberg memes? <laughs> <laughs> probably not it's the ones that no, like no. Genu- genuinely have like we no... being recorded by the way yep i'm recording now if that's all right oh, okay cool yeah this um, is all content memers who have like no that you know they do it completely just for fun which is like yeah you know what memes are for really but you know i started doing this and i was like holy shit i can i can have an audience and maybe like make it out of corporate hell with this with this account so Mm. god forbid i want to like be an artist and succeed at that independently without having to be like cucked by you know some big art firm well it seems like there's a point where you could take that bloomberg money and just do like an obviously shitty job that would redeem you in the long run um all right so let's get started we're here with Anna and Matthew from the podcast and IG meme account, Neoliberal Hell, and Neoliberal Hell 2. It's actually pronounced Anna. Oh, thank you. I'm going to start over then. It's actually pronounced Matthew. Matthew. (laughs) And I'm Sean. (laughs) Sean and Andy. I'm Andy. Andy. So we're here with Anna and Matthew (laughs) from... You're leaving that in, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we are here with Anna and Matthew from the podcast and meme account, Neoliberal Hell and Neoliberal Hell 2 and Neoliberal Hell 3 and 4. And my favorite's Neoliberal Hell 5. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. thanks for joining actually, us. Actually, Neoliberal Hell 3 was taken by some incel. So it actually goes Neoliberal Hell, Neoliberal Hell 2, Neoliberal Hell 4, Neoliberal Hell 5, and then 6. So this so- incel squatted on your on your screen name did he try to like did he try to get you to pay him money (laughs) no they didn't they were just like posting like the most unflattering pictures of me they could find it was a hate account it was a hate Um, account damn it was a hate account yeah and then someone took seven eight and nine that's smart yeah that is smart yeah I, I i know an older person who's like maybe 50 now and they bought like dog.com and like um i don't know like shopping.org That's back so in 1995 or whatever Genius. and every like couple years they run out of money and they just sell like animals.edu for like two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> it's brilliant maybe that's what the neoliberal hell haters are doing it's a long game, yeah. long con so that's I the voice the neoliberal of liberal haters were probably buying some slur.com so it's <laughs> some variation of a slur.com yeah for sure <laughs> So that was Sean. Sean uh, has an IG, but used it for like a month. Yeah, I used it to get a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and I, I also... It, it worked, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I also have only had IG for a couple of years, and I also got it because all the women in my life were like, you know, a lot of people aren't going to date you unless you have an IG. Yeah, you seem fake as fuck <laughs> unless you have one. 
So we're a little bit behind. So we're going to talk a lot about Instagram and the politics of it and the insurrection that you're plotting against it. Which is that going to is that to take over Instagram or to destroy it completely? <laughs> is this a, a reformist? Yeah, there's going to be live abolition? hostages. Oh, live um, hostages! You know, we're going to cool. storm. We're going to storm IGHQ with like bottles of Sweet Baby Rays, and uh, we're going to take over. You're going to so. do like that one. Uh, what was her face? She uh, she stormed uh, Twitter headquarters. Remember that right wing troll woman? She like chained herself to it. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know the one I'm talking she got about? shot. Yeah. And then she she died. It was sad. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to like I'm going to like pull my tits out like like a French woman, like a French feminist. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be like that kind of that kind of vibe. Well, they're just going to knuckle right under at that point. You yeah. should burn your accounts out in front of the building like the, the feminists used to burn lingerie. Just burn your phones. or <laughs> Yeah, set our phones on fire. But, but seriously, and I hate to be critical right off the bat, but if you hate Instagram so much, why are you on it? If you're in America, um, why are you living here? <laughs> <laughs> if you hate capitalism so much, why do you have an iPhone? Um, no, that's a good question. You want to answer on it? I mean, there's no better alternative at the moment, you know, yeah, like also, it's like it's always people are always like, why if you're if you hate Instagram so much, why are you on it? And that's a comment that I'll see on Instagram. And I'm just like, <laughs> because we're, well, they like it. we're we're on Instagram right now. We're communicating through it. There's no there is no alternative. I think also like the idea that meta in itself has the majority. Like if you look at like all social media companies and like how much attention they have. Meta owns the majority of it, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking, you know, when we're talking about platforms in general, like the people that own the majority of attention and the majority of the internet at large, um, it's social media companies. Like they are uh, a sense of the public, they're a sense of the internet. Um, and even though they're so big, they are also fallible. And platforms just don't last. And, um, you know, as we've seen, you know, uh, we know that there's an opening now with Meta because for the first time in 12 years, they are in decline. And um, not only that... start fucking listening to us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not only that, they, um, they're, they're also fallible because most of their revenue comes from ads, which is very volatile. We saw that during um, the pandemic that um, ads across the board were way down, especially on social media. So as Nick Chernyshek, who wrote Platform Capitalism says, the companies who are likely to, to last this are likely to pass on premium services, right? So like Uber will just become really exorbitant after, um, you know, nobody is subsidized, like the, the venture capitalists are no mm -hmm. longer subsidizing, right? Mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram, these companies that rely mostly on ads will probably go away because they nobody's going to fund them anymore, basically. Um, so that's one perspective. That's part of where it starts is that they're on the decline. Instagram is predicted to be on the decline. And we saw with Vine, once the big creators start to join together and leave, it can signal doom for the platform. And now is now is the time. So uh, Meta, i.e. Facebook and Instagram and all the other different properties, you're saying they're going in a MySpace direction. 
<laughs> yeah, they're flopping. I mean, Facebook is already like deemed the boomer app, and what's going to happen when like all of them die? Yeah, like which Facebook is, is dying. They've yeah. pretty much given up on it. I like Instagram as an interface. Um, obviously, Meta is like an awful, evil corporation, but just like purely design-wise, I think it's a good, like a good app, and I think like it could survive if it you know had you know more policy that was like impacted by the actual users you know like it's a public platform so why don't the people have more say in it yeah definitely i think that's a good vision uh for how a platform could run but before we go into that we got to get the background on the insurrection what mm-hmm. what drove you to this insurrectionary fervor where did you get your um class consciousness from yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my um god. Well, I just kept getting my shit taken down over and over and over again, because clearly I'm I'm a threat to the to the community. Clearly, Um, you're an incredible poster on and offline. Too powerful. Very dangerous person. What are some examples of the kind of posts that would be removed? Um, Well, you know, it, it, it will start with something like saying you hate someone or something and they'll take that down and the more violations you rack up it's sort of like a downward spiral and they they monitor you more and more and put you on stricter algorithms to like catch anything so um there was like a point over like summer of 2021 where i had my whole account wiped twice just for like using the word bitch one of them was literally in in reference to the song Work Bitch by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, I referenced the song in a comment and they wiped my whole account. Um, They're you know, feminists. They, they have they, they, that's algorithms. an oppressive word and <laughs> it should never be yeah. uttered. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 sinful. So um, I definitely had it coming. You know, they have like a lot of algorithms that sort of monitor like names and, and faces too. And so like if you... Meta really doesn't want pictures of any bad people on their platform at all, you know, and if you post a picture of a bad person, that means you agree with them and you're supporting them. So when I posted like a a satirical article headline that said the Taliban was funding their new government on Marxist feminism um, with a picture of, you know, Taliban members, they took that down for uh, supporting violence and terror organizations. Um, Clearly. And I'm like, listen, I obviously support the Taliban, but um, this post has nothing to do with that. Um, you're, you're anti-feminism because you use the B word, but you're pro-anti-colonial yeah. uh, the, the Marxist action. feminism was actually the terrorism that I was supporting. It okay, wasn't the Taliban. Okay. It wasn't yeah. the, the decolonization movement in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's just, like, no nuance in their algorithms, Um they obviously like can't detect what satire is or understand like any cultural context to anything. And they're built on a system that sort of detects false positives and, um, you know, to cover their asses because of, you know, their, their push to fight fake news and cyberbullying and God knows what else. Um, and I think it's bullshit. And a lot of people rely on this app, um, to, you know, make money. A lot of, you know, people are just being censored in like the most senseless ways. And there's, you know, there's, there's no reason that they can't create a, and design a better system that is like, that supports its users um, instead of just, you know, tearing them down for like the literal dumbest shit. 
also like part part of the group. I mean, Anna is like one member, but various members in the group have like different stories and the ways that they're impacted. Um, instead of calling ourselves like an organized group or like an activist group, I've just been calling it a group chat um, and calling it the instant erection group chat. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but basically a lot of the people in our group chat are like sex workers or like, yeah, some of them are posters, AKA creators mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, some people, you know, are people of color, like people that are, you know, Arab people that, you know, they, there's so many different stories, you know? And so a lot of the people have overly focused on Anna, just like the ways that like we see, like when AOC is pushing the Green New Deal, the right wing focuses on AOC, you know, and they focus, they hyper fixate on the woman. It's like this, you know, they obviously want to fuck her and they can't, <laughs> so they have to hate her. Mm. And, you know, in the brain, hate and wanting to fuck is like the same place, right? Um, I'm sure that's supported by evidence. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, <laughs> but I've also been, I mean, I've also been involved in a group called Feminist AI, and we've focused on the ways that algorithms and themselves are biased, like cross all networks, like, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of these places are guilty for, um, you know, de-centering uh, de like de the ability of like women of color and activists in the case of Instagram. <laughs> Anna posted this thing. We were joking about this and then she actually did it. We were like, it'd be funny if like we asked people to uh, say, uh, what was it, Anna, that we wanted them to say? Palest free Palestinian land. What was it exactly? It's like, if you if you comment Palestinians deserve their land, it's like, like they hide it on every post, mm. no matter what they're saying. Yeah. Like it, it goes in like the, the deep comments of like, the, like if, if you were to tell someone like, fuck you, then that comment will be hidden. They do the same thing with that, that exact specific sentence. Mm. So it's like free Palestine or something like that, basically. Right. Yeah. But like if we are like to think about this collectively, like we won't center ourselves on being like posters under themselves and just thinking about like the various click workers that are metaphysically in this battle with us you mm. know if we are to think about this in some kind of uh, marxist way you know um so we could think about things in that way and we can push the narrative in that direction as opposed to like centering on like meme admins you know mm -hmm. which is kind of a secondary thought yeah you mentioned something about uh how you're working with uh arab posters as well and uh, i didn't realize this i think i heard this on your last podcast that uh, if you're an Arabic person and you hold a gun, it gets taken down. Is that true? It's it's not necess not necessarily. Not but I mean, no. I I held a gun and they took it down. It was a fake gun. I held a gun and okay. they took it down. But but I mean, <laughs> I I was pointing out how like there's like first of all like the U.S. Army and the IDF have Instagram accounts where there's plenty of guns oh, that sure. <laughs> do real damage, um, and there's like an account called hot IDF girls. That's literally oh. just, you know, like hot Israeli baddies, like holding up their guns with their asses out. Um, and that account is completely fine. But if, if imagine, imagine a Palestinian person was to post a picture with a gun and like have any sort of like similar caption, like imagine it would like definitely hot, get wiped. Imagine like hot Hamas base, hot Hezbollah. What did you guys like? say? I said, I said hot Hezbollah. He said hot Hamas girl. Just imagine yeah, that an IG account. See, listen, I'm fine with having hot IDF girls on Instagram. Like, sure. But it, it should at least be that there can be like hot Hezbollah girls as well. You and know? we should yeah. find out which one is hotter. And that right. that's only fair. <laughs> yeah. And that might solve the conflict out there. <laughs> and exactly. this is where like, 
people on the platform actually being able to moderate their own content would come into play because as Anna pointed out, the algorithm, uh, you know, tends to be, uh, you know, to generate false positives. So if we could just like vote on who we want to see more, like the hot Hezbollah girl or like the hot IDF girl, or we could just like decide in ourselves, we would only get to see the hot Hezbollah mm. people, you know, if that's what we wanted. Um, and it would also, it would take, you know, it would take a labor away from like the people like working in much poorer countries uh, that are forced to do, you know, the moderation and, you know, just quality shit all day. And they're just looking at child porn and like beheadings. And my memes. Yeah, and then <laughs> honest memes. And trying to decipher like what's okay and not okay. And working like 12 to 14 hours a day, getting paid like nothing. Do they work um, directly for Meta or are they like Mechanical Turk style, like outsourced? Um, I think they, I mean, I don't, I think they work technically for Meta, but you know, there's probably some nuance there where they don't, they can't get sued, you know, they're contractors or something like that, you know, some kind of there was a Kenyan, I didn't, I didn't read completely up on it, but I, when I was doing my searching for, um, like about click workers, I saw that there was a Kenyan woman who was suing Instagram, who was a click worker, mm. um, or was trying to, at least. I also know that Masseri like made the distinction that the, the click workers are not just in the Philippines and Kenya or wherever, you know, they're also in San Francisco. So there's two levels to like, who's moderating the content mm. and, you know, um, so I think part of our, you know, part of our consciousness raising is to stand with them too, because if we, you know, you guys asked this question, like, what is, like, is this labor, you know, um, like the, like what we're doing as posters, is not labor in the, you know, the typical sense of like how we understand labor, but labor is happening on platforms elsewhere. Right. And it's, I think, it, I think it is important to make that distinction. Well, some, some influencers do make some money from, I guess, sponsored links and, you know, wearing certain things. Do you make money that way? I, no, I don't make any money off of the content that I post. Mm -hmm. um, I make money off of, um, you know, our podcast that we're doing and I have an OnlyFans that I barely ever use, but I mm. make money there. Um, I um, see the platform as an opportunity to, you know, push my art. I've sold a bunch of like handmade uh, union uh, screen printed t-shirts last year and I'm going to do more of that. So like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using it however I can. And so when you yeah. get uh, shadow bands, for example, that really hurts your potential of, for example, promoting the podcast. And uh, Yeah, exactly. And then you enter it's this, uh, you, you described on your podcast last week how you entered this like Kafka-esque process of trying to convince somebody somewhere at Meta that this is happening to you. <laughs> and from your description, it sounds like they don't even believe it because mm. it's set up so they don't even see that you're shadow bands. Oh, right. He's talking about oh, like what yeah, Joel was Joel, saying. Yeah, no, they they love to like pretend like like nothing's happening. Like there, when I um, was having my accounts like taken down the last time around before they gave them all back to me because they're obviously terrified of my white woman Karening powers. They were like literally just taking down my stories over and over and over again, like without saying anything. They weren't even like giving me violations, and I'm like, this is like some like next level gaslighting because they're not, they're not even giving me the normal style of like violations. They're literally just like ripping stuff down without telling me 
like over and over. And it was just me being like, I literally was like going crazy on my stories being like, you like you can't just take everything down. Like I posted screenshots of violations and stuff and they would just wipe them even though they didn't, you know, they don't break guidelines. But, you know, Instagram's uh, purposefully vague with their guidelines and even states in their guidelines that um, it's like all, a list of guidelines. And then like the last guideline is like, and anything we decide we just want to take down, we can't take mm-hmm, down right, right. basically, which is crazy for like a, like, this is why there should be like regulation, like government, like mandated regulations on these platforms because they can completely, you know, sway all of the media people see by having like rules like that, mm-hmm. you know, I think we push their own agendas. I think so, we've so seen like, that. Really. Very radically with the uh, the war in Ukraine uh, with Russia, you know, there's been um, incredible amounts of censorship on um, people asking questions about NATO involvement and the history of the United States over there, uh, what the composition of certain uh, divisions, uh, you know, in the Ukrainian army might be. Um, it's been it, it feels like a full court press, or at least it has been up until recently, which is like. It's it's interesting if we go back in time, you know, back to before MySpace and before Friendster. Uh, I remember the internet back then because I'm old as shit, and it was kind of a Same. wild west situation. Oh, you remember it too, Matthew? Yeah, it's um, it was a wild west situation, and then there there has been over the last twenty years this great sort of like enclosure of mm-hmm. these public spaces. Right. And now all of a sudden, like two, three, four years ago, everyone sort of realized like, wait, hold on. This is now a public sphere. This is a place where people go to not just do free speech, but also freedom of association and commerce right. as well. And now we've just signed all of this away to like two corporations. It's, it's very dystopian. It's, it's interesting because the future, I mean, the future that these apps want, you know, we can see it with WeChat and other platform examples. Basically, um, they they want to build the new internet because they want to capture a deeper enclosure. You know, they want to have new revenues um, that are not based on ads. You know, like during the pandemic, we saw a drastic drop in ad revenues, and that led to them, you know, trying to make money on the metaverse, having to rebrand as Meta, um, <clears throat> focusing on video games and these other places but basically what they want us to they want the internet to be is just face just meta right? right they want all of our transactions to go through facebook they want us to buy houses on facebook they want us to use driver driverless cars you know they basically want as much all of our attention in one place and this is like how they make money is like to keep all of our attention in one place so they can't have that future if we raise all of these questions right now and we continue to have this conversation. Um, right. Just today, Instagram launched a, uh, a payment process where you can, if somebody's selling something on Instagram, you can DM them and you can pay them through Instagram like you would through Venmo or something like that. And this is a long time in the making because it's uh, been many years now since Facebook Marketplace has sort of captured a lot right. of the... Uh, a lot of what Craigslist was, was initially doing where you would just start texting someone and work, work it out that way. Um, Facebook was able to take some of that, and and for the last few years, I think probably their their big money maker is trying to monetize WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook, 
So you just use this uh, some kind of Facebook currency, like some kind of Facebook blockchain, and all they of run this Metabucks. and yeah, all of this Google informal. Wallet. And it's a really good idea because so much of the informal economy, so much of stuff that would take place at flea markets or in you know uh, local magazines posting classified ads or something, now happen on Meta-owned platforms. And so if they can get you to actually pay with the platform. Um, they're going to have a huge, huge amount of money going through there, it, going through Instagram and WhatsApp. If you think about it, it's like um, <clears throat> funny, funny in like 2007, 2008, when the financial crisis happened, all of a sudden people looked at uh, General Motors and, uh, you know, because they went bankrupt and they got bailed out. And people realized that uh, GMC made more money off of its financing than it did off the actual cars themselves. Mm -hmm. So I guess Meta, Facebook, you know, Google, all these companies are trying to segue from like completely ad-driven, like bullshit, like no physical product, uh, VC money, sort of complete parasite grifting directly into like the finance grift, (laughs) you know, and then start getting their hands on the real money, lend that out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Amazon makes most of its money from, I mean, all platforms do something called cross-subsidization. So what they do is they they make money from an indirect kind of exchange. Generally, they start with huge venture capital that's injected in, and then they diversify. And so what Amazon did was they diversified into AWS, which is where almost all of their money is made. Um, Amazon Web Service. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you. and uh, what Facebook is trying to do, they're trying to continue to diversify so they can create an enclosure so that, you know, basically, you know, they did create, a, like uh, Andy was talking about how, uh, you know, they would create their own money. They did in, I think, 2017 or 2018, they created Libra. Um, and it was the first, it was supposed to be a cryptocurrency, basically. Um, and we can really see, like, the, the relationship between um, these platforms and the government and the ways that, uh, the way this, uh, this developed. So as uh, Facebook started to develop its own sovereignty in the same way that like we can look at the United States when, you know, Massachusetts as a colony started to develop some mo- money, Britain got really upset, you know, um, and they basically shut it down. And that's exactly what the government did to Libra mm. um, because they, you know, they realized the potential that a platform that in a lot of ways are starting to mimic the state and create you know, kinds of publics that the government um, used to think it created. Mm. Um, They're now, they forced it to become DM. And now it's completely under the control of like all of these regulations that um, most cryptocurrencies are trying to evade, actually. Mm. They're trying to push a new type of sovereignty. um, And um, it's kind of scary that, you know, that we're not resisting more. You know, a lot of people think, Mm -hmm. okay, well, how can we challenge platforms, you know? Um, they're so big. They're so ubiquitous. They're so public. There's no point, you know, that kind of idea. Well, I think it's an interesting dynamic the way there's this popular outrage against the platforms, because in a way it's not new. Like we've always had a, a degree to which the media, especially corporate media, is able to set the agenda and control the agenda. Even up until the 90s, you just had a few stations and there was a very small amount of people who were able to say like, here are the views, here's the programming. Uh, but that wasn't good for business because there's obviously a lot of people who are like shut out from that narrow amount of programming. Um, and so just within my lifetime, I've seen suddenly there's hundreds of channels. Suddenly there's social media with like an infinite amount of channels. 
And suddenly you can find a hundred channels just on like whatever little micro subject or microculture or subculture you're interested in. And you can watch it all day long and all night long, which is great because right. you just have more and more consumption. And, and Instagram has been, I think, the best of any platform I've used at figuring out how do you advertise to these like very specific subsets of people. Mm. Like Instagram is the first platform that ever showed me ads that I'm actually interested in. Mm. Like usually, right. yeah, totally. what are you interested in, Andy? <laughs> uh, vegan food. And, <laughs> okay. And also, um, the discovery page is really amazing because at first you see a bunch of random images and you just like kind of like click on the ones you're interested in. And after a short period of time, I realized my discovery page was just filled with uh, skin birds, which is, uh, as we all know, female skinheads. Oh, sure. And, <laughs> and so I could just scroll through that. That's the, that's the Wait, British. I didn't know that skin birds? Yeah, I can just see. Wait. Matthew, uh, it's, the, it's the British version of hot Hezbollah girls. <laughs> <laughs> right, but these are these are like not skinheads, like Nazis. These are like the old school skinheads in Britain. Right? The algorithm was able to show me not the Nazi skinheads. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, as far Got as I it. could tell, they were all anti-racist or Boy. trad or trad, which is sometimes borderline. Yeah, borderline, but, yeah. But yeah, it's like if someone had told me, oh, there's an app, skin birds from around the world will <laughs> upload their photos on a daily basis and you can just browse them and you can comment and say, oh, beautiful Fred Perry. Very uh, excellent Chelsea yeah, cut you yeah. have there. Yeah. If you start if you start an app that's for that, I will move my business over there, and then that will finally answer the question of why don't you go to a different app. Boots and braces app or something like that, yeah. Speaking of yeah, free, totally. free Kida Elena, who is a uh, a Belarusian skinbird who is now in prison for being oh, against the war. Really? Uh, yes, I learned really? that she was wow. one of the people Instagram recommended oh, wow. I follow. Okay. But yeah, so that's what makes Instagram such an incredible app. Um, but, you know, unlike network TV or radio or something where you don't notice what they're censoring because you only see what makes it on the air, they don't like cut someone off mid uh you know, mid sentence usually on the on Twitter, on Instagram, on social media, you see posts getting banned. You see your post getting banned. Um, you see the Hunter Biden story being yeah. removed and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Totally. And and so yeah. a lot of people, even it's not just a right wing thing. People I know who are like, well, you know, that's a story that people ought to know about. Um, it's not a very important story, but it's weird that they're censoring it the way. That they are it's even a classic till, corruption story, even right? To this day, and so the president's son like trading yeah. on his father's um, power to get a, a sweetheart job in mm-hmm. Ukraine, classic type scandal story, completely erased from the media. In fact, they yeah. they said that it was a Russian op or whatever, and never even went back on that after it came out that all the laptop shit was true. People are right to be fucking mad and mm-hmm. and distrustful of this media. But the point I'm making is they they were always able to get stories like that out of the uh, out of the media in one way or another. But now it's just so much more obvious when yeah. they do it. And so you get like a, a wider range of people who are really uncomfortable with it. I guess that for this protest, where, where have you been getting a lot of your attention from? Is it other creators? You know, the term Zuck, I originally heard that in like far right circles. So are some of those people yeah. interested? Um. You know, I reached out to Christian Walker, but he didn't open my DM because uh, um, I, re- I wish he would come to the, me too, to the me protest. Too. Um, but no, I, I haven't really been in I'm, I, because because like the media that I consume and everyone consumes is so like, you know, centered around their interests and their beliefs. I don't have many right wing people um, in my circles. Um 
except for the ones that follow me accidentally thinking I'm some, uh, you know, right winger. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of forget what was the, what was the question? Uh, what kind of people are, are you expecting to come out to oh, yeah. the protest? Which by the way, is um, on Saturday. We mostly, should have said that. I think it's mostly creators that oh. are going to, that are going to come out and like memers <laughs> and, um, a, a lot of sex workers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, totally. there's two events as well. Yeah. There's an event in LA now in, in solidarity with the New York, uh, protests. Let's, let's just announce those now to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah okay. So on July 23rd at 2 p.m., um, if you are in New York City, you should come join us at 770 Broadway, which is Instagram headquarters, um, because we're going to, you know, have a protest and uh, show Instagram that, you know, people are fed up with, uh, you know, the absolute control they have over, you know, these harmful moderation systems and there's power in numbers, so come out. And then uh, there's there's an LA event um, at our friend's place called Little Secret. Um, it's a it's called the the Garden Variety Show Insurrection. Um, and so this event is basically um, a fundraiser for the the uh, NoHo stripper strike, um, so they can, um, you know. In this case, strippers a lot of times don't have the revenue to build their own like clubs, you know, that kind of idea, or even like have the conditions that allow them to go on strike. So this um, would allow them to, you know, organize, continue to go on strike. It it's going to feature um, Felix and Matt Chrisman from Chapo Trap House. Um, it'll have like influencers like Aiden Arada, Ashley Ray. Um, and then comedians like Josh Androsky and uh, me and uh, Joel Bouchard, Namaste at Home Dad, are going to be talking about the, you know, the politics of the situation. And then there's I, there's supposed to be a secret and special guest that we can't announce, but is would be really exciting if we could. Um, but yeah, so this will be more fun. And this happens afterwards. So we're hoping Anna will fly to L.A. <laughs> uh, where I'm host. So I'm hosting this one. Anna's doing New York. And we're kind of splitting the coasts. So. Cool. Yeah. And so what kind, has there been a protest of, of Instagram before, to your knowledge? Like, uh, is Instagram freaking out about this? Uh, have you heard any reaction? Um, well, in the past, there's been, you know, like, me, like meme unions, um, have tried to form where people have been, you know, deplatformed the same way uh, we see now. Probably more milder because, you know, previously to the the trials um, on fake news and all all of that controversy, um, they weren't as like harsh. The the moderation and algorithms weren't as harsh. Um, but yeah, they they have like uh, creators have tried to organize in the past. I don't know if they've ever held a physical protest. Um, but I think that, you know, Meta is paying attention more now, probably because we're actually planning on going out there, but also because um, I think they see people leaving their platform as a real threat because of TikTok, especially. Mm. Um, and, you know, they're spending all of this money, like, trying to smear TikTok. Um, and I think that maybe if they stopped smearing tiktok and started focusing on 
you know, fixing the issues in their platform, mm. then big creators would stick to their platform and um, not move elsewhere because I will, I will go somewhere else if, you know, if they, if they do like continue this, I'll, I'll do something. I'll start filming myself on TikTok, which I hate, hmm. you know, that's the communist yeah, platform. We, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've clearly seen like protests over like, you know, for, uh, sex workers, um, people, yeah, sex workers had, had a protest. There's been and like sex workers, unfortunately. The whole like free the nipple thing. There was like this big nipple. I think that was like in, in front of the headquarters, but I think it blew up and the it actually was an op from I, IG because it ended up killing um, the organizer of that RIP being killed by a titty. Oh man, um, there's a body really count. IG's got a body count. It's like getting <laughs> crushed to death by Scabby the Rat. um but you know there's been i mean there's always been protests over something you know it's like the you know the larger body protests i I don't know the pc name for that but basically like the pro body shapes you know all of them protest movement man i'm really fucking up on that term (laughs) body positivity maybe Body positivity. Yeah, that's yeah what there it's you go. Called, right? Thank you for being PC for me, Andy. Um, <laughs> I did a couple of women's studies courses. I know my language. <laughs> yeah. So besides like the shapes thing, um, they also, uh, you know, there's there there was a meme union. Like um, our friend Joelle talked about how there was like much larger people involved, and that's how we know the timing is probably like so on point with all of this crazy stuff because they're actually meeting with us, you know. Mm. Um, you know, we had this like tweet from like Adam Asiri after Anna um, talked to Taylor Lorenz because Taylor Lorenz loves Anna. Um, they go back as girl bloggers and all of that. Mm. Um, and uh, but then, yeah, Adam Asiri responded. And then, you know, head of memes, digital content at IG, Ricky, uh, what's his name? Ricky Sands. Um, There's a head of memes? Meeting, meeting with us as well. So. What was that, that? They actually have a head of memes? Yeah, it's a one-man yeah. show, Ricky Sands. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, he's, like, sort of a contact that's, like, thrown around um, the, like, all of the, like, memers and stuff have his, have his contact to beg him for our accounts back. And I've sent so many emails, like, sob stories um, about how I need the account, um, you know, to make a living. And he, it's, like, crickets. But I'm sure he gets like I'm sure he gets so many. He's like a one man team. I don't even think he really has people below him. So he's just like handling all of us like insane posters um, all the time. But he reached out and he's the one who was like, we took a look and and you can have your accounts back. Whoops. There were lots of false positives there. Um, I don't know if he thought if he or like whatever the other meta higher ups thought that we were going to like stop the protest once we once they gave the accounts back or something but. Um, they, they are willing to meet with us. So we're hopefully going to do that soon. For for you specifically, what do you think, uh, this conflict is about? Like you, you say that you've been banned for, for satire, for, you know, hosting images of people that they don't want to see. It kind of seems like they want Instagram to be the good vibes app. Unlike exactly. uh, Twitter and Facebook that like has gotten a lot of flack for incentivizing, you know, political flame wars. May, you know, are they just training their algorithm to try to kill that before it uh, takes over the app? Well, 
yeah, they they definitely want it to be the good vibes app. They want, you know, as little controversy as po- as possible and they'll, you know, tighten these algorithms and and until they get that. Now they're realizing that it's actually probably doing them more harm than good. Um but yeah, you know, like my 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 friend who runs a meme page who's Jewish was post like he was on some algorithm where he couldn't post Hitler at all. He like Anytime he wrote Hitler out or posted a photo of Hitler in any context, it would get taken down, mm. which is like crazy because, you know, they just want, they want their like perfect image platform. And they have all of these like creators that they boost who are like just like sterile posting shit. That's just not funny. And they're they're like, you know, killing like the culture, like the culture of being online while doing that by like sterilizing it. Um as far as like what this is about, it's like hard, it's like hard to pin it down on one thing exactly because you know, it is so many different things. Like, yeah, I just post like memes and stuff like, haha, who gives a shit? But you know, like activists, um, you know, journalists who post certain things, like they get censored, sex workers are, are targeted. Like it, it, it's about a lot of like different like different people who do different things online, um, you know, facing these same systems. And um, it's about, you know, changing the moderation and putting more control into the user's hands as opposed to having this, you know, large evil tech corporation just have complete control over everything that goes on on their apps that, you know, everyone uses now. Right. And so, um, is your vision for Instagram something that's unmoderated or moderated in a different way? Um, moderated in a different way because, you know, I don't, I don't want like awful, like neo-Nazis on there posting awful shit. Um, you know, I, I think that there, it, like, it's good that there's moderation. I want, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want an Instagram where child porn is allowed and, you know, like, they're obviously like these moderation systems exist for a good reason. Um, They're just like incredibly corrupted Mm -hmm. and just like dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a coder. I can't do tech. I I don't have like the solutions on that front. Um, But I think that like first things first is like, um, you know, sort of creating teams of, uh, of, people to and like having having the users be more involved in how the app functions and what sort of content exists on there sounds good to me what about you matthew yeah i mean as anna said you know um it's it's better not to make this about us i think um i think it's really easy to make it about. i love making it about me though (laughs) (laughs) i mean my role in this is you know someone who has been involved in studying digital technology for a while and i'm interested in the ways that you know this just brings awareness to larger issues at hand like we haven't talked about the fact that you know facebook is protected by their ip you know section 230s you know, protects them from having to give away certain aspects of their intellectual property because, um, you know, then they would basically be able to, um, people would be able to see what they actually are tracking and not tracking. So, like, when we see all these horrible things happening in the world, like, um, you know, either done by Cambridge Analytica or, um, you know, what happened to the Rohingya people, um, where violence was perpetrated 
perpetuated through Facebook um, in a system that caught things like Anna posting jokes, you know, but doesn't catch things. Um, and we don't know why, because the algorithm isn't transparent, um, catches that doesn't catch things that should be caught. Like there is, you know, year long antagonisms against people that, that end up in perpetuated violence. And, um, you know, there's countless cases of this as seen with the Facebook leak that came out in October of 2021. Like there's serious issues. And the thing is that Facebook knows these things exist and they're protected because of IP. But if these things were public, you know, we would treat the platform more publicly and they would be subject to regulation where they wouldn't be able to um, just overlook the fact that these people are being murdered, you know, um, or, and that's a really extreme case, but um, it just shows that, you know, some moderation probably is possible. Um, and um, that is good, you know, um, but also at the same time that, this is a deeper conversation that's more complicated, you know. We need a uh, posters' rights act, perhaps an amendment yeah, to the Constitution exactly. for posters', posters rights. Posters' rights act. Yeah. yeah, and then so we need Congress to to do that, and then what? Mm -hmm. Like uh, two thirds of the states have to ratify it. Well, people often say <laughs> that there should be like you know nationalization of of Facebook or something. I don't think that's very plausible, right. but it would Not make sense for the state to have like an NPR for posting, right? Yeah. Like the. Yeah. All the, the airwaves and, and media infrastructure are supposed to belong to the people. I don't know if the internet falls outside of that, but... Uh, I mean, the internet is so funded by the government. Why you can't... Know? Yeah, there should yeah. be like a NPR uh, platform a common where carrier. you can really, yeah. you know, it could be like what Truth Social is supposed to be. Like, you can really post whatever you want, and as long as it's not illegal... It can stay up. And there's maybe some movement like across the American political structure. Not that we don't have like other things to deal with and not that our government doesn't suck and is completely like useless and horrible. But there's probably some sort of momentum at some point to get the, these tech companies broken up. I mean, we're talking classic monopolies mm -hmm. here, you know, that could see some sort of totally. alignment yeah, between totally. like the crazy new right people and uh, who are now getting big in the Republican Party and progressives trying to, you know, do a classic anti-monopoly on them. So that, that would probably be good, too. With the shitposters' rights amendment, of course. I think, yeah, I think that's a really good distinction that we need to make is that um, when we're saying that there needs to be moderation and transparency is that we're holding these huge, powerful, rich actors accountable in a way uh, where they do have lots of influence and we're treating them as they do, you know, and the, and the reason they're not regulated is because they're so big because they have so much influence over the government. That's why, you know, people at Google are hanging out with Kamala Harris and um, Dave Chappelle and um, you know, they're, the two all of these people are people. really running the world. You know, Dave Chappelle's totally running the government <laughs> from behind the curtain. I mean, not um, ironically <laughs> though, like the, the connections between uh, tech and uh, the government are huge, and we all know them. Uh, they subsidize and big comedy too. Did, yeah. It recently came comedy. out that like, what isn't there like uh, a, a lot of CIA involvement in the moderation at Meta? Oh, there's that's ex CIA members that work that work at Meta, but that's like that's like pretty common. Like the person, you know, the person that that you're talking about was like an analyst, basically, you know, he's like an analyst at the CIA and now he's an analyst at Facebook. So right. they need similar yeah. types of analysts. So a lot of crossover I mean, there between the two, like unironically, well, a lot of crossover. 
And the, and the and and then tech. I mean, there's surveillance technology. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, there's like Peter Thiel with the Palantir thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like all these web services go very well with all sorts of spying type shit. Not to mention that big tech and and like the Democratic Party are completely in bed with one another. Oh yeah, of course, so. yeah. It's one. It's all one big system, man. Yeah, totally. totally. Well, speaking of the Democratic Party, I, I hope that you have a couple of big name guests uh, at the protest because just last week, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar sent a letter to Meta demanding for them to explain why they are censoring posts that are pro-abortion or um, yep. are instructing people about how to get legal abortion services. And they are removing these. This is what... They claim, I don't know if this is true or not, but they say that these posts are being removed and censored immediately, whereas uh, pro-life propaganda stays up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they were taking down a bunch of um, information about abortions. Um, right. Right when Roe versus Wade, uh, Wade uh, the decision was dropped. Um, yeah. So my, this is my formal invite to, to Lizzie Warren and into Klobuchar if you want to come She's out from your protest. state too oh Klob, yeah. yeah i met i met lizzie warren in washington square park a couple years ago she was trying to buy a weed yeah exactly <laughs> she was um, trying to buy a rhino yeah. gotta really? get them behind the paywall gotta, gotta get some premium content with liz warren really blow up that patreon next is Mar- marianne williamson and then she's actually coming though oh, yeah, yeah she's coming on the pod next <laughs> she's one of our next guests well where is bernie sanders in all this he doesn't know about the social medias I know, right? Well, I'm in I'm in Burlington, Vermont, right now, so I'm I'm on the hunt. Yeah, let's go knock on his door. Um, his mansion. Yeah. Oh yeah, I go, get the grocery store I go to is apparently the one he goes to, so I'm always you know sniffing it out in case you know <laughs> I run into <laughs> I run into him. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that's my last question for you though. Uh, it, it, so say you're, you were at this protest Saturday at Instagram headquarters in Manhattan. I hope to make it. Hopefully, I can. I'll meet you there. And uh, a security team comes out of the building, a bunch of guys in suits. Who's right there in between them but Zuck himself? And oh. Zuck comes right up to you. He knows face who you face are. with the devil. And puts out his hands, and he, he talks to you right there on the street. What are you going to say to him? Mark Zuckerberg, if I was your mother, you, <laughs> you would have been so loved in my arms of light. Yeah, some I don't know. I, I'm I'm afraid of lizards, so I'd probably just scream. Yeah, he'd he'd hold his hand out, and you'd t- it'd be cold and clammy and greasy and disgusting. I'm planning on bringing my sword, actually. So <laughs> yeah, that's a really good idea. I think only I think only a stake might work for him, but a sword sword maybe. Yeah, yeah, a wooden stake. All right, so Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, do not try to make peace with Anna. She yeah. will uh, apparently kill you. She will Highlander your ass and that you are Zuck. <laughs> there can be only one. All right, so um, tell us one last time where we're all going Saturday for the insurrection. Uh, 770 Broadway, Manhattan at 2 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, come out, be on time. It's going to be really hot outside, so um, we're not trying to like stay out there all, all day. So be there at 2. Cool. Or else you'll, mi- you'll, you'll miss all of us pulling our tits out in French fashion. <laughs> so we want to be there on time. <laughs> and then if you're in L.A., come to... I mean, you have to go on Instagram and you have to get tickets because all the money is going to strippers. So um, 
It's like going to, to the strip club, but it's more woke. <laughs> yeah. We're paying, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Comedy, wow. shit posters, and um, definitely naked ladies for sure. What is, the at, what is the at to get the tickets? Little secret? At little secret underscore LA. We're about to sell out the event too, so you have to get it ASAP. Strippers will be doing comedy, and Matt Chrisman will be stripping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you got an announcement, Sean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've now had uh, two meetings, online meetings in Discord for the new org that we're pulling together, tentatively called the League for Industrial Freedom. Uh, the first one was great. There was about 100 people. The last one on Sunday, we really nailed down really some of the, the kind of actionable things that we can do in this org. So if you're out there and you're a listener of this podcast, if you're a worker or if you're not, if you're disabled or unemployed or a student or whatever it is, come to the Discord server. Andy will put a link uh, in the show description um, this Sunday at 3 p.m., um, we hope to see you there and there's a lot of cool stuff that we're doing and pulling together trying to create a new workers org that might try to overcome some of the issues that right. uh, communists and workers have been facing for a while. You're no longer a listener. You are being invited into the struggle. You are being indoctrinated into the struggle. That's July 24th, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Discord and we'll be doing a voice chat. It'll be great. Beautiful. All right, uh, Anna and Matthew, thanks so much for joining us, and, and best of luck with the protest. Hopefully I'll see you there. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Cool.